a worldwide legend, as I like to say. The one and only Holly Rowe joins us now. Holly, how you doing? I am so great. I mean, the only thing I will say is it is very challenging to plan your life when you have no idea where you're going to be tomorrow. Like, we, I literally have no idea where I'm going to be when I wake up tomorrow because we, you know, either I go to football from here or I go to Vegas from here. So it's very chaotic trying to plan your life around these finals games. And um, I'll be honest with you. I was looking at this as like maybe this was going to be a sweep after the way the Aces played in games one and game two. I kind of organized my travel. Like, I, I don't think this series is going to be what we thought it would. And then, of course, the injury to Chelsea Gray. And the response from the Liberty, they had a tremendous response in Game 3, played much better. So, you know, that's why we play them. That's, that's why we play them, because you can never predict what's going to happen. It seems like every time I talk with you, I, I, I say what I'm about to say right now. But this case, I don't know how you do it. You have got to have more frequent flyer miles than anybody that I know. All I know is I'm back in Vegas and then I'm seeing you, you know, I'm traveling over here and then there you are on TV in in Washington in the Washington Oregon game. And I said, oh, I guess Holly's not going to be doing the game three in New York. And everybody says, well, of course she's going to be here. I go, how's she going to make it? I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about from the longest plane flight, I think, in, yeah. that you could actually Seattle have in the United States. Yes. Right? Exactly. How, yeah. do you, how do you do this? Seriously. You know, I'm really starting to question it the older I get. Like, I don't know how much longer I can keep doing it because it is hard to go from a college football game where I'm on my feet for six or seven hours in a night and I'm running around and it's it's like a lot of energy I'm expending. Um, this, this week I went back to my hotel, took a two-hour nap, then I got on a red eye, got to New York City at 6.30 in the morning Sunday, got to my hotel, took a four-hour nap, and then came to the arena. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best right now, but um, I don't know how much long. It's, it's a labor of love. I'm just going to say that because I, don't get, I get paid exactly the same whether I do this or not. Yeah. So I, it's absolutely a labor of love for the W, and um, that's what keeps me going. As a sideline reporter, are there major differences from those football assignments and the actual work that you're doing compared to basketball? I know obviously the weather is one thing, you know, and you, you got to probably run around more in a football, but just, but as far as preparation and the actual game stuff, how, how different is it or is it not different? It's not different because the, the weird thing about being a sideline reporter, so like for you calling the game, you can plan out your open and what you want to say, and I can plan out my open. And after the ball is tipped, nothing's planned. So I might have 10 to 15 stories that I've been like, hey, if this happens, I have something on this. So, for example, tonight, um, if, if Asia Wilson's playing every minute of the game, I have a story on how Becky Hammond called her two days ago and said, I need you to play 40 minutes tonight. And she said, I'm ready for it, coach. This is what I've trained for my whole life. Um, so we're going to keep an eye on the minutes of the big three for the Las Vegas Aces. Um, Courtney Vandersloot, I have a good story about her tonight. I have a great story about Kayla George. You know, she yeah. she may get an opportunity to be a big place in this game. And she talked to me about she's been a pro all around the world for 17 years. Right. and been in Olympics, been in world championships, been in big moments. And so this stage is not going to frighten her. So, you know, it's like, you don't know what's going to come next. You, right. It's like, okay, let's put it all in and a hat and juggle to, it around and see what we can pop out. And you have to have stuff in your back pocket basically, exactly. right? That's exactly. It just, I don't know how it unfolds. Yeah. You prepare a hundred things yeah. and maybe 10 get in and you don't know which 10 of the hundred yeah. you prepared got in. So it's fascinating. It's really cool. How close when you're doing a college football game, do you look at the weather report though? <laughs> 
<laughs> That's got to be I treacherous, do. right? Yes, <laughs> I do. Yeah. For example, Saturday, I had prepared for rain. I had packed my rain gear, and it literally started raining on the final drive oh. of the game. Michael Penix gets the ball with a minute left to drive down the length of the field. Two plays, they score. Oregon gets the ball back with a chance to get in field goal range to kick a field goal to win it, and they miss the field goal, and the rain had just started on those final two possessions, so it's it's funny how it works. <laughs> and I imagine you know you you and your hair saying, "Oh no, this is this, yeah. this is this is a oh, bad no, hair yeah. day," and you hate that. Had a lot of bad hair days on TV. I <laughs> promise you that on TV. Too. <laughs> WNBA Finals, uh, three games in the books, highest TV ratings, and most viewed finals in WNBA history. How much of that is Aces Liberty? Because you and I talked about this, you know, months ago back in Vegas. How much of it is just the the growth of this game, and then really kind of the acceptance of of everyone now, kind of finally, you know, clinging on to this league. I think it's all of the above. I do think this is star power. These are the brightest, biggest stars in the league. You have the the most recent MVPs in Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart. Like they are generation next after Sue Bird and Sylvia Fowles' retirement. So I think that's a big part of it. But then I also think the basketball is just good and people like it now. Mm. Um, and I think our windows have been good. You know, somebody was texting me in a, or tweeting at me in a, in a fury that we keep putting this up on Sundays against NFL. I want you to appreciate this, W fans. <laughs> it was up against the Jets-Eagles, which is the highest rated game of the year on Fox Sunday. And the W still did its biggest number. Right. And so, like, we have different audiences. Yes. And people are flocking to this game. And maybe you're turning between both and giving some time to both. But I think the days of, like, oh, woe is me. We're going up against the men. It, it is. The playing field is much more equal right now with viewership because people get to choose what they want to watch now, and it's beautiful. No, you're absolutely right. And, again, a lot. And I have this argument all the time with people. They don't understand. And I say, well, it is, unfortunately, controlled by television. And, of course, ESPN has contracts with college football. They have, yeah. uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Monday Night Football. So you're not going to play, you know, uh, on, on those uh, days. Uh, it, that's just the way it is. But you're right, though. I think it, it's kind of cool because maybe if you're not an NFL fan and you are a diehard basketball fan or a W fan, then you have this this window on Sunday that's pretty cool. And let's be honest, a lot of people don't have that uh, direct, well, not direct TV anymore. It's a YouTube but, but package, cable, right? Right. And, it's on network TV right. on a Sunday afternoon. And, it's a huge window. And there are some markets, and I speak for this in Vegas last week, where you didn't have a local game there on yeah. there. So, you know what, you're going to see, uh, you know, some infomercial or you want to you watch NBA uh, WNBA Finals game. Yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, all that. All right, let's talk about the narrative for this game here. Uh, obviously, it has to be Chelsea Gray and Kia Stokes' injury, right? Yes. Talk about how the narrative has changed from basically the first two games to the beginning of game three, and then now after the Liberty win that game and we have the injury uh, injuries with, with Chelsea and Kia, what is the narrative now? So I think when the finals started, we all thought this was going five and this was going to be an epic series. After I saw the way the Aces played in game one and then the first quarter of game two, I thought this might be a sweep. And, you know, the Liberty people will be mad at me for saying that, but I literally wore my championship outfit for game three, getting ready for the photos and, uh -huh. you know, being in black. So I'm in the background and not standing out too much in the yep. pictures because yep. I really thought the Aces were going to walk away with it. So number one, shout out to the Liberty. They had a response and, and responded in such a way that was magnificent. I mean, they played their butts off, but I'll tell you this. Becky Hammond said, we grade, we graded 
12 to 15 categories, and the players went through and watched film yesterday and gave themselves the grade. There was one C in 15 categories. Everything else was a D or an F. It wasn't just about how the Liberty played. The aces were not themselves, and they know it. And so even though they're shorthanded tonight, they have to get back to who they are, um, which is moving the ball, um, being aggressive in transition, being better on transition defense. Like, there's 15 categories where they were getting everything from a D to an F. You know, so they, they have to be better regardless of the injuries and what happened. And I think a lot of people are shortchanging the aces now and calling them the underdogs in this situation because of the injuries. And, of course, this has been a house of horrors for the aces. They have not been even competitive in in games here in this building. But, again, it's been a home-and-home series. The New York Liberty, like you said, they got you know blown out, uh, combined 45 points in games one and two. But I think that people are shortchanging the aces for what you just said, that the aces weren't themselves. Granted, you're going to miss Chelsea Gray, who you and I agree, and we've talked about it before, is one of the best point guards this league has ever seen. She's not just, you know, you're losing, you know, 16 points and seven assists a game, but that floor leadership and that demeanor in the locker room and on the bench with Chelsea, you'll still have that, but just her production and that mindset. But it will also give Becky Hammond a chance to really kind of junk it up, you know, maybe defensively. Right. And how does New York prepare for the aces tonight because they have no idea what becky is going to come up with that's right it's so funny uh, we just ran into sandy brundello in the back and she and becky hammond ran into each other in their hallway and becky hammond said to sandy watch out we're going to junk it up tonight so <laughs> so becky has already notified sandy brundello of that which i find hilarious right. but you know i do think listen i, I i've got this scenario going a hundred ways in my mind right. this could be a situation where the aces rally and have one of the most historic epic performances ever and win a championship tonight. They could have a historic epic performance and fall just short and and game five is forced. Or they could totally get blown out because they're missing Chelsea Gray and Kia Stokes so much. I really don't know, but I know this. Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young, and I'll put Alicia Clark in there. They are stars in this league. You have four of the top 20 players in the league on the floor tonight for the Aces. Don't put anything past them. They, they they can absolutely win this game. I don't know if they will. I know they're capable of it. All right. So when you said you dressed for the championship ceremony for on Sunday wearing the black, you got the bright p- pink and purple. So it's what a, are you trying to say, girl? Are only, you trying to no, say it's game five? No. The only thing is I'm down to my final clean clothes. So please don't <laughs> read into anything with my outfit tonight. I'm down to my final clean clothes. Are oh, you talking about not bad. wanting to stand out? I mean, you look, I know, you now look I'm fantastic. You look fantastic. But, but yeah, it does stand out compared to I did not want to wear other. this for the championship moment. <laughs> but it's all I have left in my suitcase. So sometimes fate intervenes. But I, um, I hope for the Aces' sake that... We're seeing you. Yeah, if in you center see the, court these with, championship with photos yeah. in years to come, and I'm in bright pink, then you know it all happened tonight. So that's hysterical. But listen, I um, we just had our coaches meeting with Becky Hammond. Yeah. So if anybody's offended by language, turn your channel right this second. <laughs> so Ryan Rucco, our play-by-play guy, goes to Becky Hammond. Coach, how confident are you for tonight? And Becky Hammond, without skipping a beat, looks at him and said, "Ryan, I'm confident as bleep." <laughs> And it's not the fudge word. It's a different word. Right, right. That's what Becky just said. She's yeah. missing two starters. We yeah. went back and looked through finals history. We cannot remember ever in the WNBA finals two starters being out in a game. We've had starters go down. Famously went down for Detroit. 
Um, we we saw Planette Pearson has gone down in a, in a final series. We've seen one injury to a starter in games. We've never seen two starters out in a finals. Never. So if the Aces do it tonight, it will be history for a lot of different reasons. And listen, even if they force a game five, or if a game five is forced, we go to Vegas, they can still win this. I mean, they can still win this championship, I have no doubt. You've done many Aces games, as we've talked about before, regular season, playoffs, finals games. Talk a little bit about the venue at Michelob Ultra Arena. And also, let's talk about this venue, because these, to me, they're like 1-1A. One 17,143 were here on Sunday. We had a game at T-Mobile Arena when we were forced out of Michelob for the first round of the playoffs, and we had over 17,000 there as well, too. But just talk about the home court advantage for both of these teams. Yeah, I think home court advantage is huge in this series because it gets so loud like you can't think. You can feel it in your bones. It's like so awe-encompassing and overwhelming and you can't think. And um, Becky Hammond has this dear friend, uh, Dr. Renee Rochester, who travels everywhere with Becky. She's taking him to the Olympics, to Russia. Like This is the, like, Becky Hammond whisperer is Dr. Renee. And she has come up with a phrase for the Aces tonight, poise in the noise. And and it's important because it gets hectic in here. It gets noisy in here. The fans are awesome. And I agree with you. With you, These are two of the best in the league. I would put, you know, Phoenix when they're rolling right. and the Lynx when they're rolling. They're, they're also very good. But right now, these might be the two best fan bases in the league. And they're showing up and they're loud and it's passionate. Um, and it makes the games even that much better. It's going to be great. Well, we'll let you go do uh, the TV thing. And uh, I'll see you during the course of the game. I appreciate the time, as always, Holly. Always. Thanks for having me. I always appreciate you. All right. There she is, Holly Rowe.